Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Call yourselves Title Town? Are you kidding me? That's fraud. Uh, it feels like a gray area. Spoiler alert, Canada. Cup's coming back to the U.S. of A. There's way too much negative stigma attached to strippers. I I hate you guys so much. (laughs) My dog just shit his ass. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Wednesday night. That means it is time for another edition of Craft Brute Sports. I am Mike. Hanging out with me, as always, is Scott. Scott, how we feeling tonight, man? Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? I am terrific, man. It's little man's birthday. He's three today. We spent the day Happy at King's birthday, Island. Kieran, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a day today. <laughs> and and my slightly bigger man turned six tomorrow. So hell yeah, it's it's baby craft back sports back. month. <laughs> yeah, back to back kids' birthdays, and it's all August long because my daughter's is at the end of the month. Oh my time. god, that's so much money to spend in a month. Oh, that sounds and terrible. I, we are broke as hell, and it's only <laughs> August tenth <10th>. or eleventh. <laughs> Love it, uh, Mookie, hanging out as well. Mookie, how you feeling, man? Good, because I ain't got no fucking kids, so I'm doing well. <laughs> Correct answer. Correct answer. That is accurate. Uh, you good, man, uh, other than no kids? Feeling good? I mean, it feels really good to be drinking out of a bed again. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with my hands, but we'll figure it out. It's It's been too long. <laughs> feeling rusty. Feeling good. How about you? Good, man, good. Uh, also, for the last time, uh, at least uh, for a while, uh, Aiden, going back to class, this will be his last show with us. Aiden, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good. The quality of the show is about to go way better after I'm gone, so... You know, oh, it's all right. Lies, 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 lies. Oh, yeah. come on, man. Super humble of you to say that, but we <laughs> all know the truth. Uh, you were in the running to replace Drew if it wasn't for class. <laughs> yeah. no, that's not saying a whole lot, but it's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got an awesome show for you guys tonight. Tons to get to. We got some basketball talk. Uh, also, all of the sports documentaries have hit. We're going to watch or we're going to talk some Malice of the Palace documentary. We also have Hard Knocks that just uh, hit this week. Mookie's got some Olympics uh, coverage to get to uh, and everybody's favorite game, Fire or Dumpster Fire. All of that coming out. Uh, Help us out. Share out the show. Let your friends know what's going on. Let's get into what beers we are drinking tonight. Scott, over to you. What's in your mug this evening? 
I am completing my milkshake IPA adventure this week with a peach milkshake IPA still at Loveland Ale Works Brewing out of Colorado. This one's 6.5% ABV, and it's got our favorite in it. It's got apricots. Oh, apricots. Love it. Love it. But it also has, you know, the lactose sugar, vanilla beans, all that good stuff. Then the peach puree. And it has that smoothie cream mouthfeel that we look for. Uh, I know that we are rating these beers tonight on the scale of 2003 Hall of Fame inductees. uh, Because that would have been the last class that Aiden was unaware of. Uh, as far as seeing guys play and whatnot. Don't you smile so, about that, Aiden. I saw you smile. <laughs> you <laughs> bastard. Uh, you I'm guys are old. With... That's all I got to say. <laughs> I am going with Eddie Murray on this one, the 2003 Hall oh. uh, of Fame baseball inductee, Eddie Murray. Do, do you know who Eddie Murray is? Aiden, do you have any idea who uh, Eddie Murray is? I want to I wanna say yes for the, like, you know, so you know I'm smart, but I kind of also want to make the, isn't that an actor joke and the Eddie Murphy? But yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard of Eddie Murphy. For, I was waiting for you to say, wasn't he in Daddy Daycare? And that was really going to get <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I should have said that. You're right. That was my thought process, but I didn't want to embarrass you too much. <laughs> Fair enough. Appreciate it. Thanks. What a good pick. Uh, Eddie Murray, man, that's my dude right there. Uh, Drew, what are you drinking and rate it on Aiden's 2003 Hall of Fame scale? Uh, Tonight I am drinking Conceited Genius 2.0 out of, what is that, Wise Man Brewing, which was three words. I thought it would have been two, but whatever. Uh, They're from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 6.1% IPA, 3.88 caps on untapped. It's delicious, man. I'm going to have to pace myself on this one because otherwise it's not going to make it five minutes. Uh, it's smooth. It's citrusy. It's it's thick-bodied and fresh. So I'm going to go ahead and have to give it a... Uh, oh man, do I go this high to start off? That's out. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. My gut feel. ACDC. No, Rock you took Hulk my King. joke, son of a bitch. Damn it. 2003. <laughs> Damn it. You took my joke. I was gonna say Marcus Allen originally until I was like, wait, he was a Trojan, was he? Fuck him. Uh, That's so, who I was gonna say. Yeah, well, so there you go. I ruined two jokes at once. All right. Also, don't be surprised if I change out of this awesome uh, sweater here. I was I was trying to write it to wear it to rep my boys' school uh, or, or school. Jesus Christ, it's a rec hockey league beer league team. I thought I could pull off the green. It just it's not gonna work, Mike. You're right. Uh, it's all good, man. For a minute. All right. Uh, while you do that, Aiden, what do you got in your mug and rated on the 2003 Hall of Fame scale? Uh, today I am drinking Awake O Sleeper. It's a breakfast stout from Slow Pour Brewing Company in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Uh, it says it's a stout, but it kind of tastes tastes like a little bit watered down, more like a brown ale than a stout. But uh, you know, it's not too bad. And I was going to say Marcus Allen for my scale pick, but then Drew said that. But I don't even know any of their names that were inducted into the 2003 NFL Hall of Fame. So I guess I just have to keep my Marcus Allen pick, and I'm a little upset about that. So I'll go Marcus (laughs) Allen. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, This week I am drinking... 
the gadget, uh, which is an IPA with mangoes, and it's from Forefathers Brewing out of somewhere in Colorado. Uh, nope, just kidding. Valparaiso, Indiana. Joke's on me. Uh, this one I haven't even had a chance to taste yet because I feel like there's so much to do before the show, and I, I've been struggling. Also, I need to get through what everybody else is drinking. Uh, our buddy Robert Taylor, he's got King's Brewing Juicy B, a 7% ABV double dry hop hazy IPA with Citra Mosaic, Nelson Amarillo, and El Dorado. He says it's zero IBUs. I have no idea how that's even physically possible. That's unreal. Uh, Ed over at Pardon the Punctuation drinking a red Gatorade, still not better than Blue Power. <laughs> and Gabe, uh, he's got Humble Forager Brewery, uh, always has great beers, Cloud Hopping Oat Cream IPA, 6% ABV. Good Lord. You guys bring the heat every week with the beers you guys are drinking out there. delicious. I mean, it's the start of the weekend. Why wouldn't you go hard? Yes, start of the weekend on Wednesday. I love it, Drew. Uh, (laughs) It's the end of the week, if you think about it. The last four days. This Actually, three days if your week starts on a Monday. All right, so this one is legit. This IPA with mangoes, like just enough mango flavor on this one. I'm going to give this one a Meadowlark Lemon. 2003 NBA Hall of Fame inductee Meadowlark Lemon. Aiden, do you know Meadowlark Lemon? I've never heard that before, ever in my entire life. <laughs> Not a single time. All right, perfect. Exactly it how like I... like a street in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did, did you know he was also a Christian minister? I did not know that about Meadowlark Lemon. Yeah. Is that kind of like how Mace was a minister? Like he, he did other things and then came back and was a, a minister? Because that's what Mace did. And then like all of his CDs were edited after that, and I was really disappointed. Nope. Okay. It takes the punch out of it. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, chime in. Let quick. us know what you guys are drinking. Uh, rated on the 2003 Hall of Fame inductee scale. Go ahead, Drew. Sorry, man. Uh, no, no, it's all good. I think we blew right past this earlier, though. But Aiden, do you know who ACDC is? Oh, good. Oh, question. come on! Don't disrespect, uh, dude. I'm just making sure who here. ACDC right? is. You know what they say about you know when you make assumptions. <laughs> no, what do they say, Drew? Uh, it's a ten-letter word. <laughs> Drew, is that a Father Graham t-shirt that you're rocking? <laughs> it is. It is. They, the Alumni Association sent this shit to me for free, and I got it, and I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this ugly piece. So now we're wearing it on the show. When the hell else would it be appropriate to wear it's this? D'Artagnan, thing? Father Graham, and Mike. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right? Why is I mean why is Father so Graham happy. why is Father Graham rubbing my head like that? It's very creepy, man. That's uh that's very <laughs> uncomfortable. He's a Catholic priest, Mike. Aiden, oh. Aiden, hit the drop. Hit the drop. Hit it. Oh hit it. no, I didn't have it up. I'm sorry. Hit it, hit it. I know it's it, you didn't think it would happen this early. Hit it. Hit it. Uh. Hit it. Moving on. All right, fantastic. Thanks, Aiden. Uh, way to bring in the heat on your last night. Let's go Let's go right back to Drew, because uh, that's the safe play at this point in the show. <laughs> After Catholic priest. Drew, Drew coming with the Catholic priest joke like six minutes into the show. Uh, Drew <laughs> wanted to rap Olympics and then play a little game. Drew, what do you got for us on the Olympics? They done. <laughs> <laughs> all right fantastic were you looking, hey, were you, were you looking for more for um no but for real that's that's kind of how they felt i don't know if anyone else felt the same way really but did. like when you woke up on i think it was sunday like the closing ceremonies were already over and we stood, stayed up late 
Friday and Saturday watching gold medal games and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, all right, this is great. Like we're getting into this. We're getting some good sports. We're getting some like games that matter. And then you wake up and it's like, they're done. All right. So let me ask Next. you, Drew, how much did you actually watch like throughout Dude, the whole I time? A ton. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was always on at our house just because it's like the thing. Well, no. OK, so I don't want to get too pissed off and, and ranting about NBC this early. But like at some point, they're going to get it from me because their coverage sucked this year. They totally blew it because this they could have made a huge impact in the way they actually serviced up this Olympics through the streaming platforms. But it was a super letdown. Like before the Olympics started, my provider, who shall remain nameless, offered me the option to sort of say what sports I was interested in. So it would like preemptively DVR it and have it already at my fingertips when I sat down and want to watch the Olympics. Oh, you fancy, huh? Apparently. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to see one goddamn handball game the entire fucking time. <laughs> and I selected all the handball. I didn't select like Team USA handball. Oh, wait, that's right, because we didn't qualify for men's or women's. Oof. A theme that you notice throughout the games, but seriously, hey, like, hey, 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 don't you what? talk shit. We finished with the most gold medals and the most medals <laughs> overall. USA, baby, we kick some ass this Olympics. Mike, we only finished with the most medals on the final day. I want us to stomp on throats and rip out spines. Like we <laughs> should have him. every single medal, first, hey. second, third in every event. Does it matter when we get the medal if we end up with the most? It does not. <laughs> Look at Drew so upset this is, about this. This is why this is why none of you three would ever have been on the Hawks, because that's a duck attitude right there. No, no. See, <laughs> see what Drew wanted was us, us to get up big early, maybe at the end of the first week, and then he just uh, stop the count. Right now, we're up big. Stop the count. Dude, speaking of that, doesn't work that way. Did you see how did you see how China was like, well, yeah, but if you count Hong Kong's gold medal, uh, Hong Kong's medals and Taiwan's medals and add those in with ours, we win. Like that's our all those count yeah. for us too. Oh, like I they was, basically I, tried to just like no 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 this is bullshit. Those also are China's medals too, uh, and tried to take the lead that way. Uh, Mookie, moving on. I just feel like I you're starting to venture that. in dangerous territory there with me. That if we're going to start talking shit about China, it's probably not a good idea. Um, because, yeah, there's the whole chip, you know, conspiracy and all that other stuff. But but anyways, back to what we really care about in the Olympics. Uh, I think it was a good games. I think, honestly, uh, there were some COVID issues and, and some questionable calls. Like, I don't know. Did you guys see the uh, I think it was the female skateboarder who entered quarantine immediately upon arriving in Tokyo. And then because of her quarantine, she didn't get to compete at all. Claims she was basically held prison in this quarantine hotel and they got like a half hour of outdoor rec time a day, like in a freaking prison. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, that's time in the yard. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. You get your <laughs> yard time. Now, she could have unlimited showers, I'm guessing, because they were like hotel rooms, but you know, only half hour yard time. You basically fly all the way to Tokyo to do nothing, <laughs> not compete at all, and then get sent home. Like, I would be shitty too, but. You know, I think they did the best they could, given the the challenging circumstances. Uh, you know, every year in the Olympics, you hear all these great stories of just athletes overcoming stuff. There was a, a USA, a Team USA gal who rode. It was the canoe, which is weird because they sit on their knee and their front leg and they kind of like do like a half like on your knee squat thing and they row back and forth. Yeah, and these ooh. things just go, man. They just fly down the water. 
she used to be a runner, I think. And because she had hip dysplasia, they said she would never be able to run again. Like she couldn't compete as an Olympic runner, despite being like a junior Olympian world champion, all this other stuff. So she's like, fine, I'll fucking row then. And she came to the Tokyo Olympics and won a gold medal, I think, in the 100 meter canoe race. Really cool story. Just plenty of stuff like that. So I think, you know, the Olympics are always a success. It's just how much of a success or is it really the one that goes super sideways like Sochi for the Russians? Yeah. So I got to be honest, man, as uh, I mean, as great as that all sounds, I think I watched maybe 10 minutes of the Olympics this year. Like it was the maybe it was the time difference. Maybe it was because NBC had it all over their platforms. And I didn't know if it was NBC or NBC sports or Peacock. And I was just like, screw this. I'm done. It, it also sucked that like I would wake up and see everything on Twitter that happened. And then there was no need to watch it in prime time. So I, I don't know, man, it was, uh, it was disappointing all around for me. I do like though, that we at least pulled out the gold medal in basketball. And I loved Kevin Durant and Draymond green talking all of the shit on Instagram live after getting that gold medal, they squeak by France and they're like, you know what? Mother, fuckers we'll show you and like railed everybody in an instagram live kevin durant was like calling people out by name for doubting team usa and i'm like this is the petty i am here for thank you kevin durant for bringing it back for us i love it did you watch any of the the basketball scott uh yes <laughs> i watched the women's gold medal game and here's why. Here's why. Because of all that shit that they took at the beginning, I was never really concerned about it. I, you know, it didn't matter to me that they lost in those prelim games and everybody was freaking out. You know, it, it, I was like, well, when they start playing the games, if they lose, that's that's a different story. But at the beginning, I, I didn't care much about it. So when they started rolling, it's like, okay, good. They're going to shut everybody up. And I was fine with it. Uh, wasn't I'm like you, though. The, these games were janky as hell, man. I don't know if it was COVID, the year delay, no fans in the stands, knowing everything before it happened. I watched three uh, women's soccer games and in their entirety, uh, half of the women's basketball gold medal game, and that was it. Uh, I, I saw, you know, the highlights from some of the other stuff, but overall, yeah, these games sucked. I, I can't, I can't wait till the next one to wash the taste out of the mouth. It was a horrible experience. <laughs> Good thing you only have to so, wait three years instead of four, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You only have to wait three years to Dude, forget about you, how are you serious? Twenty two, man. Oh, that's winter true. games coming yeah, up. Winter games. Years. No, but it's I'm got, talking strictly summer. Summer though, dude. Come okay, on. fine. If, if that's all you care yeah, about no, is summer, I mean, I, I, mean, I, like I thought the stick to too. hockey guy over here would have been excited about some hockey, but Scott, I, I got, well, no. I mean, I I get up for the Winter Olympics, but it not compared to the Summer Olympics. Like I'm not waiting for oh, another three well, we years. Press for the, the button. The Winter Olympics. Now, Scott, I want to ask you the the games that you said you did watch. How much yeah. of that would you have watched if you were not working at the same time the game is on air? Absolutely none, because of the idea of starting live at four o'clock in the morning, no, I wasn't getting up for that. And you know what? I got up for the World Cup games when those started early, but I wasn't getting up for the Olympics. I just what? Like I, I was the, the uh, impression, and and I took the stands before they played that they shouldn't have played them. Like they were sitting there debating it right up until the opening ceremonies, and I was like, just shut this shit down. It's a year later, and COVID is you know still going crazy. If you have to lock people in hotel rooms, and then they end up not competing, like what are we even doing? So I, I do want to ask you about that, too, because I think that was part of what made these games rough. And I, it got some attention early. I haven't heard a lot of attention since then. I'm getting the wrap it up sign. We need to get that as a, a thing instead of moving on. Just mark that down for post show. <laughs> um, 
the the year delay do you think it knocked people off their training regimen and that led to some of the things like we saw with Simone Biles and the twisties and the other injuries totally, that knocked people out totally 100%, 100%. like uh, Simone Biles didn't even want it like when they said they were going back a year she was like I don't know if I want to do it I don't know if I want to put myself through another year of what I just went through to get ready for this so 100% that yeah. delay f- f- it fucks with everybody. And then you don't even get like your family can't come. You can't it blow off any steam by going to another competition. Like, like they would go, you would always got to see these people like watching swimming or watching diving. They couldn't do anything. They were literally just there compete and then move on. It it was, it just yeah. sucked, man. So, so to bring us back from the depressing part and end the Olympic talks on a high note as my shit freezes. Cause of the stupid fucking chat, um, I had a game I did want to play with you guys and, and just see how this this played out to bring a little bit of light to this, because I know you guys hadn't watched a lot, but I feel like you're still some some serious sports fans. So you might be able to pull this off. I want to play a game called Team USA Baseball Player or. And so we've done this before, basically, where, where we have a category and we say, OK, it's a UFC fighter or a skateboarder, whatever it was. And so you just got to sort them out and pick who's who. So I'll give you two names. You need to give me the, the U.S. Olympian baseball player or the other thing. OK, you guys ready? Yep, I'm ready. This is all right. Be great. So so who wants to, to go first or do you want to take this as a group? Because let's do it a as a group play exercise. Yeah, let's as talk it out. Let's talk it out. All right, let's talk it out then. All right, Mike, you run that camera. I'm going to start it off here and it's going to be Olympic baseball player or local insurance salesman. <laughs> your first option, <laughs> Joe Ryan. Your second option, Steve Saunders. Okay. So Olympic baseball player or local insurance salesman. All right. So, Scott, I don't know about you, but uh, Joe Ryan sounds like the name that you would see on like a, a commercial to call for an insurance salesman. But that's why I think he's going to be the baseball player. Uh, what do you think? I, I thought it was Joe Saunders. I, I, I You said Joe. Ryan. I was like, wait a minute. What? I think I mixed up their names. Repeat you did. Name. You combined them. Joe Ryan. And Steve Saunders? Steve Saunders. Steve Saunders. Steve Saunders. Steve Saunders sounds like a surfboarder. I'm going with him being the uh, the the salesman. Uh, Aiden, are you are you in agreement with this? Because it sounds like Scott and I are on the same page. I'm gonna agree. Joe Ryan plays baseball. Maybe <laughs> you, you had it nailed so well there up until you backtracked. But yes, you're right. Joe Ryan is the Team USA baseball player. Absolutely. Steve Saunders is a local insurance salesman here in Cincinnati. Uh, look him up. He's got great rates on life and uh, car. Wait, is he? Um, is he? Uh, are we getting money for that? What do you? Like oh, did Steve damn. did no, Steve Saunders just pay us for that? Okay, all right, let's. No, uh, thanks. I just, I, we'll just I send him an invoice. That's what he does. Score, they didn't score three in the third, but it is five nothing. Uh, shut the hey. fuck up, Scott. <laughs> you two, Aiden, blow me. Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> Next one. Wow. All right, uh, Olympic baseball player or high school gym coach. <laughs> First is John Rosati, and second is Tim Fedorowicz. Fedorowicz is a baseball one. player. Yes. Okay, you guys are confident. But Versace, oh, just smelled. Just sounded like my PE coach. So, 
That's what I'm going with. That's the main reason why I I'm strictly going off Doug Mankiewicz and his super long last name being on the back of his jersey. So that's what I'm going <laughs> with. That, that's why this dude's a baseball player. All right, there you go, Drew. I'm going to go with the it, fellas on that one. Interesting logic, but it holds because I don't know. Aiden, did you go to Avon local schools and have John Rosati as your high school health coach? Which <laughs> I'm assuming he's just code for gym coach nowadays. Because he is indeed the local gym coach. And Tim Fedorowitz is the Team USA baseball player fantastic fedora all right next one olympic baseball player or 90s sitcom star Uh oh nick allen or tim allen Which one's the Team USA baseball player and which one is the 90s let sitcom Aiden go star? First. Yeah, let's let's let Aiden go here. You guys don't give me any credit. <laughs> Apparently, Team USA had some dick on the team, but uh, Dick Allen is, uh, I'm going to say, the baseball player. Nick. It was Nick, Nick. Allen. Nick I know Allen. You, you got dick on the really? brain, but it was Nick Allen. I embarrassed yeah. myself. Totally <laughs> My bad. It's definitely well, Nick. Yeah. I a little, little party and slip there. I My thought bad. you were calling Tim a dick, so I was yeah, like, that's actually what I thought. wrong, but for a different reason. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, so we good on that one, Drew? Nick Allen's the yeah, player? Yeah, we're good on that yeah, one. Okay, uh, moving so on. <laughs> next one, uh, and we, we there's two more. This one we can probably get pretty quick. Olympic baseball player or local brewmaster. Ooh. Uh, yes. Um, Jeffrey Eaton or Anthony Goose. Or it's gosh. Goes. Goes. <laughs> Eaton is the baseball player. It's goes. <laughs> <laughs> Which what's goes? Which one's goes? The name. Yeah, but what is the baseball uh, player? Oh, okay. Anthony goes is the baseball yeah, player. So I'm also Scott, going. I'm also going. Anthony goes is the baseball player. I feel like Scott felt pretty strongly about Jeffrey Eaton. I did. I mean, I'm not confident. I just I feel like Ghost is the as good of a name as Ghost would be for a local brewer. I don't think that's I don't know of any brewers that are last named Ghost in Cincinnati. So I'm going Ghost as the the baseball player. Damn. Well, okay, yeah, you guys got that one right too. Anthony Ghost is Team USA. Um, Jeffrey Eaton is part of the Master Brewers Board of Governors, and he represents the Northern California District from Mother Road Brewing Company. Okay, so it wasn't a local brewer at all. It was somebody from California. <laughs> you know, you know. I, I, uh, research you plug, is research. You plug you know. Steve Saunders's insurance in Cincinnati, and then you're like local brewer, a guy from California. Yeah, well, because you know what, man? It's surprisingly hard to just Google local brewmasters and not get all the breweries. Like it's like they don't want to tell you who's making their beers. So you, you could steal literally, you could literally just pick a brewery and go to their website, and I guarantee you would have their brew. Pick no. a brewery, pick a brewery in Cincinnati. Let's test this Rheingeist. out. Let's see, uh, Ryan okay. That's obviously going to be them. All right. Yes, I am over 21. Uh, visit us, events, shop. Nowhere does it say here are our brewers. Career? We should get a career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
distributors <laughs> contact press maybe under press i don't know mike i think your your theory here is pretty weak so uh culture then the go to the there. team here's your founders bob and bryant uh there's sales Whoa, information how'd you do that? <laughs> oh, culture yeah oh, how about that all right well bob <laughs> whatever Ryan guys is sold out anyways. They're they're too I like macro. The shock that came from Drew. Just how did you how did you na- <laughs> wait? How did you navigate a website? <laughs> I mean, look, dude, this is if it crazy. Doesn't come up in the first three links on Google, then it's not meant to be found. So, like, <laughs> all right, Drew, get right, us out of this segment. Last this one here, uh, Olymp- <laughs> Olympic team USA baseball player or major league baseball player. Um, <laughs> Going to read you some names here. Uh, Jake Arrieta, Dexter Fowler, Todd Frazier, Yu uh, Darvish, Bryce Harper, Hunjin Ryu. Uh, those are your options for Team America baseball Todd, player. Todd Frazier was the only those one that was on Team USA, but he's not a major leaguer anymore. Todd Frazier, because no major leaguers were on Team USA in the uh, in the Olympics, so Todd Frazier and I'm pretty sure every other name is on a major league roster. So I'm going. Todd Frazier is the only Team USA member on that list. Scott, are you on board I will with that? Uh oh, Aiden's. Oh, I was going to say Todd Frazier has played in the MLB this year for the Pirates, and he was so bad he was cut by the worst team in baseball. Yeah, but that's that's brutal. USA. He was uh, he was on. And we talked about it when the local the local radio guy gave him shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, what's the answer? Oh, you guys are right. It's definitely Todd Frazier. I really just wanted to rub in the fact that he's not in the league anymore after being the the the, the poster child, the the Personal whatever local boy, everyone Frazier. loving Todd Frazier, you know, just licking on his balls, and now he can't even make it into the league, so he's got to go play for Team USA. 2015 Home Run Derby champ, motherfucker, Todd Frazier. Yeah, put respect really on that well name. For him. <laughs> Put some respect on that name. Uh, thank you, Drew, for I, I giving us did. some uh, <laughs> very little bit of respect on that name. Uh, hey, thank you, Drew. Appreciate that. Uh, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Beer Drop. Listen, everybody, if you want to drink beers just like we do here on the show, head on over to Beer Drop. CraftRoomSports.com slash Beer Drop. You can get beers starting at under $4 a serving. They're shipped directly to your house. Uh, you get a box of beer delivered to you monthly with the package. They curate it based on your tastes. Exactly what you like is what's going to show up in this box. Uh, you can switch things out, skip months, pause the subscription, whatever you want to do. If you don't like commitment, you can still go to that website, CraftRoomSports.com slash Beer Drop and order beers directly from them. $5 flat shipping with our link, so go help out the show. Go get yourself some delivery delicious beers craftrootsports.com slash beer drop lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sell out. All right. Uh, Scott. Oh, wait, r- real yeah. quick. Want to jump in on the beer drop portion there. Were, were you boys smart enough to pause your deliveries while you, you went on your vacations? 
Uh, my vacation did not overlap with my delivery time. My delivery time is like the first week of the month, and uh, it's like my period. I know exactly when to expect it. That's, I know when it's coming. I've got it on the calendar, and uh, it, it did not interfere with my vacation this time. Well, that's actually But my period did. My period did interfere did. with well, my vacation. You know, that's, that's inevitable. When when you're bleeding once every 10 days, it's it's bound to catch you, you know. But 10 days? I want to just give them credit because <laughs> Beardrop, you think flat rate for shipping and you're going to get some cheap, like they just throw your shit around shipping? No way, man. It's the quality shipping where the UPS guy doesn't just leave it at your door no matter what. They will take care of that beer for you. It is an mm-hmm. insured package, man. You get that they signature? Make sure you get your beer. What's the last name? Great, thanks. And then they yep. they drop it off. Uh, but at least it's a human picking it up and not left is. on a porch. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is. Uh, Scott was very excited. We were talking uh, earlier this week because the Malice at the Palace documentary hit Netflix, and Scott was super pumped about it. So, Scott, I'll turn it over to you. What do you think about this documentary uh, that hit Netflix? The best part was I didn't even know it was existing until you brought it up. (laughs) You're welcome. I didn't have to wait for it. It was just you were like, oh, hey, that Malice in the Palace doc dropped today. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Uh, It was everything that I could have hoped for. I think one of my favorite things was we live in an era where it seems like everything has to be forever long. And this is throwing it back to old school uh, 30 for 30 hour. Get you in, get you out, get you all the, the points you need to know. And don't fart around. Man, I loved it. It was fantastic, dude. I didn't realize that Jermaine O'Neal was the producer on this one. Like, this was his idea to do this documentary. Jermaine O'Neal was like, "We are going to tell this story. We're going to get it out there how the story should be told." Because for the longest time, we've been put under this microscope and like seen in this viewpoint based on how the media spun those events of that night. So we're going to put it out there how uh, how it actually happened, what really went down, uh, how the players felt uh, leading up to it, and then after the fact and it was damn good man it was damn good it was and and i told you guys in the the chat that uh you know it's rare that i have my mind changed or at least you know something that makes me go mm, and think a little about a little bit about it when it comes to documentaries but this one jermaine o'neal like he actually changed my opinion of him because see jermaine o'neal to me he got drafted. I didn't think anything of him. Just another one of these high schoolers, whatever. And re- not really realizing the background of how he got to the night of the, you know, the malice in the palace. It, to me, he was a fantasy guy that was always hurt because fantasy basketball was huge when we got to freshman year of college in 03. So in 04, the second year, we were just as big into it. And he was a name that always went somewhere near the top, but he came with that super risk factor. I called him glass because dude stayed, <laughs> stayed hurt. And so to me, it was just he was just glass. But listening to him talk and seeing all the backstory and and everything, like I actually felt legit bad for Jermaine O'Neal and how everything played out. Like, and you know, I, I don't want to give anything away, but at the end, you're just like, he he definitely got the rawest deal of everybody in the whole thing, which is ironic considering you know he wasn't at the forefront of it; he just happened to be part of it. Yeah, so that's what I found most interesting about the whole documentary is they kind of took a look at Ron Artest and what he was dealing with leading up to it. And like looking at it from this light now, like where we're at in 2021 and athletes and respecting their mental health, like Ron Artest was clearly going through some, some shit. They said he had a psychiatrist that came with him to like help him through things. So when yeah, he laid on that table, it was literally him like doing what his psychiatrist told him to do of like take five 
separate yourself from a situation, take five and think it through. So when he laid down on the table where everybody took that as like this big sign of disrespect, it was him following what his psychiatrist was telling him to do. And then he gets blasted with the beer can and that was it. Then it all pops off. And man, watching that footage again, like it's been a long time since I know they always show it on the anniversary of the malice of the palace, but watching that footage again, I have no idea how anybody was sitting there like, these guys are in the wrong for this. Like looking at what the fans did, the the one dude that like came down on the floor and squared up against Ron Artest. Like, first of all, <laughs> how big of balls do you have to be to come down on an NBA court and square up against Ron Artest? You got to be out of your damn mind, man. And those two guys, you know, that night I remember thinking, wow, these are the two biggest idiots in the world. But Despite the time passage, their interviews suggested they're just as dumb. They are just as dumb as they were in 04 and just as petty and acted like they weren't at fault. And, you know, like like running out on the court wasn't a big deal Uh, and that they got wrong somehow in the whole thing. Like that was bizarre that they had no introspection. I mean, even O'Neal was like, you know, hey, look, I accept my role in it. It wasn't wrong. I don't agree with, you know, the interpretation that. I was in the wrong, but I know that I shouldn't have done what I did. Meanwhile, these two idiot fans are like, yeah, you know, the, the Pistons lost a fan, you know, lost two really good fans. And yeah, those, those guys had it coming and all this. And that, that just blew me away that fans could be that stupid so long with no, like, no retrospect at all. Speaking of stupid Detroit fans, Mookie, how did you feel hey, like as, right. <laughs> so as a for- fan watching the Malice at the Palace, like not this documentary, but the actual incident? What's going through your mind as a Detroit fan? Yeah, so let me just start off with this. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank you. The mood just a little bit. Forget. There, I know, totally just- forget about uh, transitions. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all good. I just like hearing the sound. Um, man, so this is going to be hard because I had my take already to, to rock and roll. And here y'all brought like real life things into the mix. And that just sucks all the fun out of it for no, me. No, bring like, it back to fun. Come on. What I was going to start Come off on. with was when you started talking about Jermaine O'Neal, I was going to be like, yeah, but he a bitch. So whatever. Like, move on. <laughs> and then the Ron Artest thing. But like, yeah, he's nuts. I get it. Like, whatever. But like, y'all know, don't mess with Detroit people like they're nuts. Like, you just don't fuck with them. Right. Like, just don't do it. And then all this other stuff and real life stuff hit. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be a little disrespectful to throw those out again. But at the end of the day, all I can say is we whooped their ass. Then we got the ring. They ain't got shit. (laughs) So uh, trying to just try to just stay, you know, on brand here. Right. Uh, And, and, you know, after you guys go all serious and PC, whatnot. Wild card, bitches. (laughs) Yeah. I will say I do remember that night vividly, though, because I was a high school senior at the time and I got home and my buddy IM'd me because that's what we did back then. You weren't text messaging because <laughs> that shit cost money, but you could insta message and you would go check the insta message. And he was like, dude, the, the, the Pacers and the Pistons got in a fight tonight. And I was like, haha, funny, great. Like, it's a, probably a basketball fight, like a couple shoves, a couple of flailing arms, whatever. He's like, no, dude, you need to turn on the news. Like, there was a fight. And I flipped it on and I, I found it. I actually found it, of course, on ESPN.com before any of the local news or actual TV. Because, again, they were still too old to, to get that shit together. Like, they were out of control. Like, 
I don't know, like they didn't cover how it unfolded as much as Ron Artest laying on the table, the beer falling on him. And then I remember that dude was like hurtling up rows of seats five at a time. Like he was going up five rows in one bound and people were still wanting to fight him. And I'm just like, I didn't, I don't think that's a good idea, guys. Maybe you should reconsider <laughs> this. Like it's also Ron Artest. Like I wouldn't screw with that dude ever. Like, Dude, that was one of my favorite parts in the doc was they had the guy that threw the beer and they flash back to like an interview that he did after he was identified. And they asked him, like, what was going through your mind after you throw the beer and you see Ron Artest coming up the stands? Oh, my and God. And he goes after the guy next to you. He doesn't even go after you. He goes after the guy next to you. What's going through your head? And the guy was like, I was thinking, thank God. Like, he was totally. Yeah. Dude, he probably was thinking, like, I really shouldn't have worn pants tonight. I wish I wore shorts because then you wouldn't have seen all the piss and shit running down my leg stuck but, in my pants. But they even gave him a chance to, like, backtrack. It's like, you don't feel bad at all. And he's just like, eh, like, you know, not really. Like, what what a douche. Like, again, no no introspect after all these years. It was like, yeah, that happened. Well, Some see, other guy got decked because of what I did, but I don't care. But then that's the thing is, like, we're so surprised about that in retrospect. But it happens, like, almost weekly or monthly where someone still does this shit. Well, that's what's so, like, crazy, right? Like, that's we're, what, yeah. And, we're, and so I think really what it highlights, though, is, like, with other stuff this last, like, summer, last 18 months, I think there's a lot more stuff happening now that we're aware about on a grander scale that just always happened before. And unless it was in your pocket, like in Detroit, I knew about it. But like friends of mine that I met at college and stuff like really didn't have a recollection of it at all when I got there, even what? just a year later. All right. So they didn't watch Detroit. they didn't watch TV for like the nine weeks after it happened because <laughs> that's all they showed. Dude, SportsCenter was no, no, literally talking, no, no. that constantly no, on a loop. No, no. But Mike, I'm, I'm talking about like the, the average person, not the sports fan that would be watching but, ESPN but, all the time. Dude, but it was only that, good. Mil- the, yeah, it was like everywhere. Memory. They showed all the different news stations. We're at 2020 local news stations way outside of Detroit. Like it was all the people, all the personalities across all spectrums talking about this. I actually, because all I did back then was watch Sports Center. So it's like, you know, right. I, um, I think that's I all of us. I couldn't believe how widespread it got. I didn't realize that so many regular news organizations had covered it. All right, let's see how widespread this really did get. Uh, Aiden, oh, you were about four years old at the time of the malice at the <laughs> palace. What do you remember of that event happening? <laughs> there are not very many memories I hold before I turn maybe like eight. Uh, so I don't remember anything <laughs> of it. Current, at, like when I was five, I don't, I don't remember anything, but you know, if I was nine or ten, maybe I would have remembered. Dude, something. you were drunk for the first five years of your life. How was that? Dude, I mean, pretty good time, apparently. Nice. <laughs> I don't remember anything. It worked out well. Exactly. Uh, Scott, one thing that stood out to me, too, in this documentary was how much I freaking love Steven Jackson. Dude, this guy. That dude is also crazy. He, he is crazy, but he is crazy in so the crazy. exact kind of way you want your friend to be crazy. Yeah. Like, yep. he is going to be the dude that jumps on somebody's back and strangles them until they die because they said the wrong thing to you. And then he's going to be like, you want to go 
get a burger. Like he was amazing. <laughs> and like at the end of it, when he like pointed and was like, this is the last time I'm fucking talking about this. Don't ask me about this shit again. And that was it. Oh my God. Steven Jackson elevated so high in my book after this documentary. There were two things that he did that, I mean, I already had a high impre- uh, impression of Steven Jackson. He's, he's been so outspoken since the end of his career, and he's always, like, right. Like, he's, he's just one of those athletes, like in this documentary, where he's like, look, here's what I think. You don't like it. Suck a dick. <laughs> he dropped the, as the old saying goes, you should have never gave them niggas money. <laughs> and then how he, at the end, says when they went through all the the legal proceedings and everything with stern and all that and he's like look i wasn't kissing nobody's ass so i went in there i told them what was up i gave him my side of story and i had my 25 games it didn't get reduced i don't care <laughs> like i just love it because steven jackson is is like you said exactly who you would want in your corner for something like that somebody who's like unapolo- uh, unapologetic about hey look my brother was in the middle of a fight that's just what we do it is what it is they were in the wrong i got nothing to say dude he was so good in that uh just his his whole demeanor was perfect it was it was amazing highly recommend uh untold no, but, 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 to put a bow but, on this you know who I don't think takes enough heat and they kind of glossed over it, but I, I just kept thinking they're going to come back to that, right? Because that seems like a, a, a pretty big deal. Jamal Tinsley telling oh. Ron that he could go get his foul. Yeah. I mean, that that <laughs> yeah. should have been played up way more. Like, I need to hear from Jamal Tinsley what the hell he was thinking. Because you, you look at it, and as they were breaking it down, and it's like, yeah, there were all these sequences of events. And Reggie Miller is like, you know, if this doesn't happen, if this doesn't happen. But I think the, the two key things, obviously the beer toss, which, God, replaying that in slow motion and watching that beer, as, as much as that dude sucks – you can't believe the luck that amazing had accuracy because that beer landing right on Ron Artest like it did was so lucky like and landing full actually, like there was a ton of liquid still right, in that it cup landed anywhere and again this whole thing probably doesn't happen but Jamal Tinsley suggesting that Ron go foul I mean I Horrible. think that was the, the 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 match that lit everything to be perfectly honest with you and Jamal Tinsley was nowhere to be found like I want to hear his side of the story with that Yeah and and for those of you that don't know the backstory to it they go into that too of like even prior to that game in the Eastern Conference Finals the previous year when Artest gets a technical foul that leads to the Pacers getting eliminated and the the Pistons moving on in the playoffs and that being like a catalyst that the team is trying to like get over that hump. So when they when Tinsley comes in, it was like, you can get your foul now because the game is well in hand. Oh my God, what a terrible decision to make. You know what I like? The line I think I like the most though was when Jermaine O'Neal slid in to punch the dude that was on the floor and... <laughs> oh. Oh, like yeah. slipped as he was sliding in and and like grazed the guy he got him but not that well reggie miller says in the doc that was the best that was the best miss of jermaine o'neill's career because <laughs> if he had connected he would have killed the guy <laughs> he seriously would have though dude, he would have though like oh dude it was say. it was unreal a sprint run up to a like professional basketball <laughs> player, six nine, whatever, sprinting like up dude. to like end you. I would that'd be it. Thanos snapped off this point. <laughs> so like 
I get it. He would have probably killed somebody. So can we so, agree Reggie Miller's a bitch? Like, can we all agree after seeing that Reggie oh, yeah. Miller's a bitch? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's it's one more thing that got that got changed. I have spent all of my like fandom not really being a Reggie Miller guy. I've always thought he was kind of a whiny bitch and, and you know, throughout his career. I legit felt bad for Reggie Miller. I mean, dude started crying and you understood like the the he had that opportunity and he knew his career was coming to a close and one of his last great chance to get a title and both those years, things like that happened to, to fuck it up for him. Like I actually felt bad for him. It, it's another one of those Jordan victims. Like, I mean, you know, had Jordan not been in the league, he might've got one, one of those 18 years, but uh, you know, look, I feel bad for him, but I also don't feel bad when he's like, guys like seriously what are we doing here and he's just like sitting there on the sidelines in his suit just like guys come on this is ridiculous we need to calm it down he seemed like such a bitch uh it just uh it rubbed me the wrong way um hooky here uh yeah um <laughs> i was gonna ask earlier i was gonna say is is uh oh, shit i can't remember his name uh the guy we were talking about earlier Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie Miller, Stephen Jackson, Stephen Jackson. Okay. <laughs> True or false? Stephen Jackson is the guy that Lance Stevenson should have been later on in life. False. You don't think so? No. I feel like that Lance Stevenson was trying to play that Stephen Jackson role. He just was never good enough all around oh, to do it. He like he was, was a pest, like but he wasn't a he good was enough pest. Trying. Like, yeah, I could see him trying to be Steven Jackson, being a, the poor man yeah. Steven Jackson. I think that's right. the, that's the way to put that. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, that's okay. a fair yeah, assessment. Yeah, definitely a poor All right, and then and then last question, I think we could put a bow on this if you want to, or we can keep talking about how you just you really shouldn't mess with people from Detroit. They're crazy. It's like a whole <laughs> different kind of broke. Um, Dude, no way. Fuck those cops. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. 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 <laughs> oh, no, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I was more talking about the people. In the, whatever. Anyways, um, Let's just say you take the Pistons and the Pacers from the Malice and the Palace, and then you've got the Xavier UC teams from their rumble in the shootout. Mm. And somehow you get into like a massive four-way mix-em-up throwdown situation. And somehow the world, the universe is corrected for like adults fighting college kids. But which squad walks out of there with the W? The Pacers insanely specific scenario there first of all <laughs> hey you uh, said you get to get Thanos snapped I can make a specific situation you're right but I gotta go Pacers as well that's that's who I'd go with it's Pacers it's definitely Pacers uh as a matter of fact if I had to rank them I would go Pacers Pistons UC Xavier uh wow. that's how that's how I would rank those four if they got into a four-way fight like <sighs> Kenny Freeze would have to do the Carlton crawl out of there every <laughs> single time. And then from there on, Xavier's out of the fight. I no, see. I, re- I really just wanted to talk about the that one part. That actually got cold cocked and ended up dying in the ring. Then had to stop the fight. <laughs> he would have been the one that got knocked out. It, he would have caught that Jermaine O'Neal punch. That, <laughs> and, and it just curtains for Kenny. <laughs> Scott, did you have any other basketball news for us this week? Uh, dude, our boy. J.R. Smith. Ah! He's, he's going back to school. He's going J- back to school. J.R. Smith. Give me the horn. <laughs> J.R. Smith 
is enrolled at it was a North Carolina A&M like uh, another one of these Aggie programs because when I first saw J.R. Smith wants to be an Aggie I'm like he's going to Texas A&M no he's going to like North Carolina North State. Carolina A&T State A&T State there we go. <laughs> All sorts of stuff in there uh, but more importantly dude is uh, corroborating with the NCAA to try to figure out how he can make the golf team corroborating <laughs> Yes, he's corroborating. He like, are they both going to sign affidavits as they corroborate? Yes, they are. I feel like this will work idea, out well. He has no idea how much time is left in the game, but he does know how to corroborate with the NCAA. <laughs> well, I feel okay. like, you know, it makes sense, though, because it's a lot easier in golf, right? Like, you know, when the end of a golf round is because you're at the end of the course. No, JR is going to be sitting there on the 17th hole. He's going to putt for birdie. He's going to sink it and he's going to celebrate. And the captain of the North Carolina A&T state team is going to be like, Dude, we still got one more to go. What do you do? We still got one more play. He's going to like throw his driver into the woods and be like, fuck yeah, take his shirt off. They're going to be like, we we got one more, man. We, we still got to play. Son of a bitch. And he's going to have to play the last hole with 12 clubs because he threw the rest in the woods. But, and Mike, then he's going to lose a stroke when his partner the at the- on the show, though, Mike. I only got one question. Will anything be possible on the course? <laughs> Is that really the only thing that matters? They are stiff with the yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know what the rules are in, in the NCAA, but I do know on the pro tour, those guys are 100% taking nips from flasks. They're smoking heaters. They are getting tore up on that course. I want that to happen so bad. I want J.R. Yes. Smith to be blasted during a collegiate golf match for North Carolina A&T State University. You want to talk about must-see TV. That is must-see TV, man. I 100% will be wherever they televise J.R. Smith playing college golf. And more importantly... I hope he gets a deal. I hope he gets a deal because now that they can, that, I hope that's part of his incentive. He's like, you know, I would have gone back to college and done this before, but I couldn't get paid. So now I'm going to go get a college golf deal. Well, now you, you, you know that worst case scenario, he's going to have an NIL deal with Hennessy. Yeah, like, well, that's it. Yeah, 100%. Say, so it'd be silly for it to not have it in there. Make sure he's getting paid while playing golf. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, Mike, why don't we have a golf transition? There's got to be a good one there. Uh, I don't have a transition. I do have a sound effect for it, if you want to hear the sound effect. Here's the sound All effect right, for golf talk. <sighs> that's yep, the that's golf talk right. sound effect. I, I, you know what I think a good transition would be? Tiger Woods backing into the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bob Uecker. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know who doesn't? You know what? You know who doesn't get enough respect in the golf universe though is Rodney Dangerfield for his work in Caddyshack. What? He gets great <laughs> respect. Like he doesn't get enough though. He I, gets some, but he doesn't get enough. By the it's way, I love. No respect, huh? I, yeah, I love that you went with Rodney Dangerfield's catchphrase and then <laughs> cited Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, I worked that out pretty well, didn't I? <laughs> There's no was, way that was planned. No, that was 100%. It definitely was <laughs> It worked out well. <laughs> All right, guys. I got to know. Who is the pro athlete besides J.R. Smith? Because J.R. Smith is amazing. Uh, that's Smith. like If you could have picked one name of a guy, a pro athlete going back to college and going oh. collegiate golf, 
J.R. Smith is like the perfect choice for Charles that. Charles Barkley. Who's the next? You want Charles, Charles Barkley, Barkley to go back to it's, it's collegiate 100%. golf? 100%. I mean, did you see Charles at that last pro-am when he was getting interviewed before his round and they were trying to like goad him into talking about his golf swing and he basically was like, shut the fuck up. It works for me. I hit it well. I'm excited <laughs> to play today. Can we talk about the event? Like, quit trying to embarrass me and my work with Butch Harmon. Like, back off. <laughs> Can you imagine him at a college golf event? One heckler, one one kid in their threesome says something wrong, and then you got Charles Barkley just going all freaking happy Gilmore on some fool. See, here's the problem with Barkley is he's known in the golf world. Like, he's got that golf feeling I, to I it, right? Like, all right, Scott, you. go ahead. My man already whipped a golf cart on the field when he was at Cal. I would pay good money to watch Marshawn Lynch play college golf. What what would the controversy be that he has to do for college golf just so he doesn't get fined? Mm. Like golf has all these rules, like no shorts or uh, actually know, college golf. Drive. You can wear shorts. That's just at the pros. Okay, jackass, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just those things. Don't come in like, here with your technicality. Don't, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's it's just only a rule with the pros. That's hey, all we're saying. Yeah, no respect. No respect. I can't get no respect. Over here. No respect. Aiden, do you have a nominee for best uh, professional athlete going back for college golf? You know, I don't really have a reason for why, but I would just love to watch Randy Moss play golf. And so him to go back to school, play golf, I feel like would be really entertaining. And again, no reason behind it, but that's what I'm going to go with. I would love that. I would love to play golf with Randy Moss because I feel like he would talk so much shit. Like, you know, that dude is just roasting everybody in his foursome the whole time. Like, if, if he drains a birdie, he's pretend mooning the golf carts around yeah. him. That dude is that's the guy I was going to nominate Mike Tyson. I think that would be an amazing, oh, uh, an amazing sight just because he would have the face tattoo and his goofy <laughs> voice and lining up for a, a <laughs> hey, uh, real quick scott race card should we should we get called out that we just went with all african-american people for this is there some uh, some unconscious bias here we've got going on keep us straight on this would you no i just think the idea of black people playing golf who aren't tiger woods is hilarious I'm here for it. let's go <laughs> race car this is good stuff <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, I got one more. Yao Ming. I just oh, that'd be a good one. That's a good one, right? Of all time, dude. Like, that's. I want to see Yao, Yao Ming struggling with clubs that work. That's what I was just about to say. I want to see Yao Ming playing with a, like a regular set of golf clubs, not like the specialty made extended length. Like just him, like hunched over with my golf clubs would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, you ever like pick up like a, the the little kid putter at putt putt and try to use it? And you're all hunched over. I just want to see Yao Ming doing ever. <laughs> oh, I got another one. John Daly. <laughs> Can you imagine John Daly on a college golf team with coeds? Oh my god! <laughs> if this leads to Pete Rose talk, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> And Mike's turned a little pink oh, over there. Uh, I just love that you referenced co-eds in a roundabout way, Drew. That was such I had some time off. I'm a little. Like, I'm feeling a little fresh today. It's like we we playhouse waiting for the lights to start flashing, the loons and confetti to drop. We got it, co-eds. <laughs>
Now Mookie's now Mookie's all pink. Uh, all right, listen. That was... little, hey man, I've been sitting on the beach for five days. I'm <sighs> pink already. Let me tell you what. Good lord, that's oh, amazing. Uh, Scott, real quick before we get out of basketball talk and move on, uh, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> What a dummy. This poor guy. You need to fire your agent, your your advisor. Like, I don't know who's giving you advice, but I don't care what happens. If somebody offers you $80 million, you take it if your name is Dennis Schroeder. Like, you take that shit. And it's clear that he should have taken it because now – He's playing for five point nine million dollars in the most one of the most racist cities in America. Congratulations, a, Dennis Schroeder. You played yourself on a one year deal. Good job, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> hey, but good news on Instagram. He said he's going to give the city everything he's got every night. Which I mean, I guess if you're playing for five point nine million, you better. <laughs> I'm going to give you everything. He's basically on the the minimum wage salary. Like he's going to be like, I'm going to show up to work. I'm going to be there like fucking your groceries are going to I might put something on the eggs. I don't give a shit. I'm making five fifteen an hour. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Boston. Red eggs on the bottom. I got this. <laughs> Dude, I just don't know what made him think he was going to do better than his agent. His agent somebody yeah. gave him terrible. Oh, my God. But that bad of a how are you that far off? Like, dude, the worst decision I think I've seen in this offseason is anyone thinking Alden Smith was going to see the field. Like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me, man. 20 mil. Oh, shit. All right. Let's uh, let's real quick before we uh, before we move on. Let's talk about these socials. Listen, everybody, we need followers. Go hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Craft Sports. Subscribe to the YouTube page. I know I keep saying we're going to put stuff up there. We are eventually going to be putting stuff up there. Uh, go like the YouTube page, subscribe, hit the bell so that you know when we go live and subscribe right and review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it helps us out more than, you know, go in there, throw us a five star rating. Uh, give us a little review. Uh, help us out. Bump us up in the charts because you boys need to get paid. All right. That's what it comes down to. So help us out. Subscribe right and review wherever you get your podcast. It helps way more than, you know. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Where's the guy? There it is. I found it. <laughs> Get it together, man. I'm a wreck. You know what time it is, Drew? You know what time it is? I hope I do. I think you know what time it is. Hey, it's that time. <laughs> it's that time for me to spill my beer as I pull open the uh, the con- uh, Scott. You don't have a Kong bong anymore, do you? Uh, I'm gonna make this work. I got my Kong bong. The, the, the hose just has a hole in it. You so got gonna, you got a leaky hose. Uh, Aiden, were you able to find your Kong bong after the move? I I think I know where it is, but it is three hours away from where I am. Unfortunately, what? How did that happen? Well, I my hometown is three hours away from Athens, where I live, and so I think it's just in my hometown where I my parents live currently. 
but Dude, I feel I like you, I feel like you've sent things uh, in a horrible direction if you sent them home instead of to your new place. Well, it, you know, it was among my essentials. So I was homeless for a week and I brought it back to my hometown because obviously <laughs> I'm not going to go anywhere without it. And then I just left it like uh, a moron, unfortunately. But hopefully I'll get that back eventually at some point, but won't be able to, to hit a Kong Bong on my last episode. That is so disappointing, man, that on your last episode, you cannot hit a Kong Bong. Uh, very, really sad. very disappointing, Aiden. Uh, but listen, uh, for your last episode, we do want to do one of our favorite segments. Uh, we are going to do some fire or dumpster fire. And we're going to do it. Uh, and you know what, Aiden, here, we're going to get you. Uh, there you go. You're not hidden by the giant gorilla overlay. Uh, it is fire <laughs> or dumpster fire. fire <laughs> uh, everywhere. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. You can do your Kong Bong real quick here. We'll solo Scott while he does his Kong Bong since it's dripping. Uh, but we're going to do fire or dumpster fire about these Field of Dreams <laughs> uniforms. That's not a Kong Bong, Scott. You were just chugging a Bud Light there. That was <laughs> I know, and now I'm going to finish the rest of it, but it's leaking. <laughs> Mookie, oh uh, go ahead and hit that call. Like two nights in a row. Amateurs over here, I swear. Like, so disappointed, you boys. I Kong bonged at a beach with sand. And we didn't get any <laughs> videos of it uh, to put on the socials. Thank you, Mookie, for... Your commitment to the show and your commitment to the craft. Appreciate you. You know, the good news is I thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Then I forgot that the Kong Bong was with us until we were down like, I don't know, a 24 pack for. All right, let's uh, let's talk. So the Field of Dreams game is coming up uh, this weekend. I believe the series is, is coming up. So we obviously in their epic grab for money that the uh, MLB and Nike have. They release specific uniforms for the Field of Dreams, and anytime there's a new uniform that comes out, we need to do Fire or Dumpster Fire. So this week we have the Chicago White Sox, second appearance on Fire or Dumpster Fire this year, and the New York Yankees. Uh, they unveiled new uniforms for the uh, Field of Dreams game. Here we go, fellas. I will reveal those as soon as I click. There it is. There's the button. Uh, New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox Field of Dreams uniforms. Uh, the White Sox went with very old school. It looks just like the Sox uniforms uh, back in 1919, the Black Sox uniforms that were made famous in the Field of Dreams movie. Uh, and the Yankees look like the exact same uniforms they wear every fucking day. <laughs> always. <laughs> Like it's, it's really just a different different NY. Yeah. Like they were just like, it's, it's the same. We've worn the same shit since 1908. That's where the Yankees are at. Uh, Scott, I'll go to you first. While I Kong bong, what do you think of these uniforms, fire or dumpster fire? I think these are absolute fire. I even, I even enjoy the Yankees ones because as samey as they look there's just enough Same. different about them that uh I, I like them like they they look really good like this is this is one of those jersey things where it's like you could you couldn't go wrong unless you tried to go like original take on an old school design so the fact that they just were like ah eh, screw it we're just gonna go with the originals i, I love it just go ahead and and mark this one fire can't wait to see what tony Larusa looks like <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Tony Larusa in the oversized, baggy, old school, timey baseball <laughs> uniform is going to be amazing. I didn't even think about it. 
That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, we got the socks again. It means more Tony La Russa photo ops. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, Mookie, as the guy who does not give a shit about baseball in any way, fire yeah. dumpster fire on these uniforms. Why are we doing this? <laughs> because we're, it's a fire dumpster fire. Like these are no, uniforms. No, I get that point, but like, why are we playing a game in a cornfield in Iowa? Like, what is the purpose of this? Because like, if you build it, they will come, and they build it for the movie. And now MLB is coming. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, I, it just seems really pointless, but a cool whatever. I mean, no one's gonna notice or care. Like wait a second, wait have, a second, hang on. If you have hang to have on. a game in a cornfield to get people to pay attention to your sport, you got bigger problems. Hang on, hang on. Let's pause the the fire. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Taylor, who says, yeah, but Mookie loves soccer, so his opinion is ass. I want to pause for a second before we go back to fire dumps or fire. Mookie, you don't think that there is any uh, anything awesome about the fact that they are doing a game in Iowa in the cornfield, like just like Field of Dreams, only it is actual MLB baseball. You see no redeeming qualities in that whatsoever. I mean, only if they're doing that to answer the question, how can we get less people at our games? <laughs> and the answer is put it in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. <laughs> other than that i mean this is just a waste of time and resources like just play the stupid nine innings that no one's gonna care about and get it over with like just get to september where some team a bunch of fans in one city will care about and nobody else will notice had happened like I, come on man like we got better things to do in this world okay let's do this real quick uh fire or dumpster fire the Field of Dreams game, just in general. Scott, fire or dumpster fire for the Field of Dreams game? Fire. Aiden, fire or dumpster fire, Field of Dreams game? You know, this might not be what you expect from me, but dumpster fire. I, I'm on Drew's what? side here, actually. I, I don't I, care I, about I this. Like, you, you what? And I'm going to disappoint no you even you further on my last episode. I've never seen Field of Dreams, the movie. I think it, like, I know the plot. I think so. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I'm going to jump in. We're going to go four wide here, even though Mike muted Aiden. I'm going to. I didn't mute anybody. Say, I'm sitting over oh, here Scott, trying to find it. I'm trying to find Scott a drop to boo this man, and I can't get to the drop quick enough. Look. And Scott just got my back and just mutes him. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate I, yeah, you. I was like, no, there's no way I'm letting this a, go. Unreal. It's, unreal, it's, unreal it's, man. It's okay, because just like the game. I've had better things to do with my time than watch this stupid film, too. So I've never seen it. I just know it's dumb and it's full of inconsistencies. Ask Nick Offerman. <laughs> like, at least this makes sense, though. This is better than college basketball on a fucking helicarrier. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, no, because that is a that is a massive war machine that can end people's. Like, are you kidding? You just compared a cornfield to an aircraft carrier? Ship. It, Scott, it literally carries <laughs> aircraft. <laughs> what does corn do? What does corn do? Huh? Oh. We eat it. 
Ethanol. How about that? Ethanol, Drew. It powers cars. Suck it. I'm surprised Space Jam. You should have said Moonshine. Helicarrier just to make it relevant. Like, oh, see, LeBron played on Helicarrier, so that's that's it. Did you see the numbers that Space Jam 2 has done? The amount of money they have made without being in China is absurd. Like, they are making so much money. People are still complaining about it. Absolutely. Why are you you trying to bring it back to Bash in China, Mike? Come on. No, I'm not trying to bash China, Drew. I'm just saying they didn't release the movie. Moving on. Fair (laughs) enough. Uh, Who was that? Was that Aiden or Drew? Uh, That That was Aiden. Okay, good. It was was not me. You (laughs) son of a bitch, Drew. You You son of a bitch. You're just trying to blame people over there. (laughs) Just pointing the finger. When you point one finger at yourself, or, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you point one finger at <laughs> so I, I gotta i gotta tell you guys something man i started re- re-listening to the show last week it's so it's so as if you haven't picked up already i was out last week on vacation and <laughs> we did the thing where you leave at like 10 p.m the night before drive straight through the night all the way down to the to the coast of mexico or whatever I got to be honest. At first, I thought this is fucking crazy. I don't know why we're doing this. In retrospect, it was brilliant on the front end. I will contend that's a terrible way to do it on the back end without a buffer day, but that's a whole Mm -hmm. different topic. Oh, yeah. You don't do that when you're leaving. Right. No, exactly. So I started listening to the show about two in the morning as I'm like starting to lose a little bit. Like, oh, man, that all all the stimulants were starting to wear off a little bit. And I started listening to the show and I realized like 20 minutes in, like, I can't keep doing this because either I was going to crack up and wake up Jenna next to me while she's trying to sleep for her shift rotation, or I'm going to run us off the road as I try to jot down show notes of her shit that's going on. And I'm like, yeah, we're just going to have to shelve this one. Because I listened to like probably the first 45 minutes, and then I, I try to catch the back half, and I was like, nah, this, this is not safe. Good thing last week was less entertainment and more hard-hitting sports radio talk. And if Deep you notice, I had five fingers pointing at you, Drew, as I did that. because <laughs> Oh, I can break. Look, Mike. If you want me to break down some hard-hitting sports talk, <laughs> then I can do it because I got some great numbers for you on the Little League World Series segment. Not but yet, right Drew. Now, wait for that. Wait for that. We will talk baseball in a minute. You wait for that. By the way, I finally found the sound cue that I was looking for. Aiden, so go back. Uh, fire or dumpster fire the Field of Dreams game in the MLB? I, I mean, they're fine. They're exactly what I would have imagined. Their throwback jersey. No, no, no. The like, game so. in general. The game in general. Oh, game fire, in general, dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. I don't. Man, I don't care about it at all. Like it, it's irrelevant to me. God, that would have worked so much better if I found it the first time. I couldn't find. I was so mad I couldn't find that quick Can enough. Can we get another drop for for? cbs after dark where it includes the bob saget part of the drop (laughs) (laughs) or is that too far is that is that gonna put us at risk of copyright that yeah that might be too far it might be a little bit too much uh by the way i'm gonna go fire on these uniforms they're i think they're great they're fantastic the only redeeming quality about them to me is i love that the the white socks hat has like no emblem or anything because it was like Back then, there was like four teams, and you didn't need to see shit on the hat to know which team it was because the teams were like, what were they? They were white, red, blue, and green. And like, if you weren't cheering for the the white, the red, or the other red, or the green, that was it. Those are all the teams. 
You son of a bitch, Drew. You <laughs> son of a bitch. What? What did I do? You son of a bitch. You know what? You know what you get, Drew? Man, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Boo this man. Boo. Also, there were a lot of white guys back then. A lot of white guys in the league. I don't know if you guys knew that. A lot of white guys back then. What, are you talking about yesterday or... <laughs> You mean back in 1908? Because I feel like yesterday there were a lot of white guys in baseball. 1919, lots of white guys, like 100% of them white guys. It was weird, weird baseball. Hold on. Bring up the picture again. All right. Let's bring it up. Uh, Here you go. There you go. Two black dudes. That's like like 90% of the black people in baseball in this one photo. In in 2021, that's like 90%. They were like, you know what we need for this photo? We, You know who we need to model these? Black players so that we can have black people buy these jerseys. Didn't you try to, Scott, didn't you try to put together a, uh, like a team of just black baseball players and were unable to complete? It is impossible. (laughs) I can't fill out a 25 man roster of all black players unless I start putting guys at positions they don't actually play. (laughs) You got (laughs) to shuffle things around. Yeah. To get a roster. Holy shit, man. Uh, listen, I don't know. I don't, I mean, clearly Aiden and Mookie don't give a shit, but I'm super pumped for this Field of Dreams uh, series. I think that's an awesome idea from the MLB. I think we should start doing it in other places too, besides Field of Dreams. Like, let's go Sandlot series next year and let's have MLB players play in a shitty field. That's like all dirt. And then if you hit a home run, a dog eats the ball. That's what we need next year. A Sandlot series. Who's with me? Scott, you with me on that one? Uh, you know, I'm absolutely in for any type of baseball. It doesn't matter what it is. We can play in a cornfield. We can play on a, a, in a regular stadium. Where uh, Okay, so, so Let's go. here's the thing. Next year, Sandlot series, the uniforms are T-shirts jeans that's what we're doing that's Ooh, what's gonna happen like that. that's oh, and the uniforms. flyers yes and pf flyers, flyers. yes uh yeah. and again giant dog jumping over the fence eating every Fast home run that goes over uh Hell, yeah no not yeah. every home run he was only in one part right it wasn't he just right field uh no it, that was field. the fence it, the fence was that yard the so, entire fence the yeah. whole field the yeah. whole outfield that's a big yard. plot of land well, I mean, the, did you see the uh, did you see the dude and, yes. and all the stuff he's got? I have seen that baseball film. It is the only baseball film worth watching. It is the best baseball film. Well, that's easy to be the best baseball film when you're the only baseball film. I'm just saying. Listen, I was on uh, what you into uh, and tanks dropping the episode this coming week, and we talked a little bit about, about baseball movies and. Spoiler alert, uh, Sandlot uh, is the best baseball movie, according to me, on that podcast. <laughs> Just saying. That's the, the facts. That's some hard-hitting sports analysis right, right there. there, fellas. That is the facts, Drew. The Sandlot <laughs> best baseball movie ever. Over Major League, things. though? Over Major League, yes. Major League Over is good. Yes, Ooh, 100%. Okay. Here's right. why. Here's why Sandlot can be shown to children. Can't show Major League to children. I mean, you can, but you you get Who looks. Who cares you get, about kids? You get Business looks. Balls. You just get monkey l- butt loving. <laughs> That's what I feel about this. This is monkey butt loving. Sandlot. So you're saying Sandlot not the best baseball movie, Scott? 
I enjoy Sandlot a lot, but I mean, if we're just talking about like those, I, I would have to go Major League, and I, I put Rookie of the Year above Sandlot. Um, man, Rookie of the Year was this this baseball segment has gone terribly for me. I'm just throwing that out there. It really also, has. by the way, guys, uh, this is about baseball. Here's the pitch. Oh shit! I did. I forgot oh it shit! I forgot it earlier. Aiden, you were saying. I'm sorry. You were covered up by the booze that were raining down on Scott. Uh, I think I just said the rookie of the year was also my favorite movie as a kid. That's all I had. Nothing that important. I'm sorry to break that to you. Guys, let's talk about <laughs> dugout mugs. How about that? Let's give a shout out to our friends over at dugout mugs and I'll play some music here. I'm so pissed off at you guys. I'm furious at all of you. All, all three of you can just you hide it. Well, though, you can all suck it. How about that? If you guys are real baseball fans, if you appreciate the field of dreams uh, series, if you realize that the Sandlot is the greatest movie ever made not just baseball movie greatest movie period it's a coming of age tale you son of a <laughs> go to dugoutmugs.com slash craft order yourself a uh, baseball mug bat uh, a baseball bat mug that's what i'm trying to say they got uh mugs they got wine glasses bottle openers shot glasses the metal bats are shipping very soon here i can't wait to get my metal bat mug uh, head on over dugoutmugs.com slash craft. Hit them up. Uh, you get 15% off your order. Uh, I think it's 15% off your order if you go to that link. Help us out. Go hit that up. Uh, it's a. It's literally the coolest thing to drink out of a baseball bat. Uh, everybody looks at you when you walk into a party and you're drinking out of a baseball bat. You become easily... Everybody wants to do you. Basically, it guys, girls, doesn't matter. Everybody wants to do you if you're drinking out of a baseball bat. So go order a baseball <laughs> bat mug and drink out of it at your next party. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Why would they trust you saying that about walking into parties? Because you clearly don't go to any, Mr. Well, but you could watch the movie with children. Can we talk about Hard Knocks? Oh, my God. We never talked about Hard Knocks. How do we miss Hard Knocks <laughs> oh talk? Before we, we ignore the question that Mookie just asked. <laughs> All right, listen. So we are doing. All right, Scott. Uh, now, now Mike can't fuck it up and forget to play the transition. Yes, thank you, Mookie. Appreciate you. Uh, so we are trying. Uh, Hard Knocks Dallas just dropped this week. Uh, God, how did I? I'm sorry, Scott. I fucked this all up. That's all good, man. We're gonna have to fly through. But I blame the kids. Okay, here's the yeah, because uh, we're it runs we're, for the next few weeks, so we'll get trying, deeper into it later. Yes. Yeah, so the the idea is we're trying to get Scott to like the Cowboys based on Hard Knocks, and we are going to fail miserably. I it was just but we're going to we're gonna me try. To like a just a cowboy, just a player. Yes, just yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. So I know. 
know this first episode, I knew you weren't going to like anybody because they focus too much on Dak. Uh, excuse me, Dakota. They focus too Thank much you. on Zeke. And the only rookie that they mentioned was the first round pick. And I was like, Scott is not going to win. I'm not winning him over. You need the end of the line roster guy that we're holding on to, hoping he makes the team. Here are my notes that I took from this week's hard knock. Uh, Jera said at one point, I do anything known to man to get into a Super Bowl, not even to win one. Jerry just wants to get there and he would do anything known to man. So I thought about it. What would Jerry Jones do to get to a Super Bowl? Tell me if it's too far. Would he cut off his own dick? Because there is a coach in the NFL who said he would cut off his own dick to make it to a Super Bowl. Would Jerry cut off his own dick just to make it there? Yes or no? Absolutely. (laughs) He's so old. Do you think he's getting any use out of that anymore? No, he's not, especially with him putting all that salt on a sausage McGriddle like a psycho. What an animal that man is. Salted the shit out of that sausage McGriddle. Uh, here's my next note. We How need does he not have a heart attack, dude. I have no idea. It was unreal. Like he just kept pouring salt on the sausage McGriddle. I'm like, that's a lot of salt. Holy shit. He's still going. Good Lord. That's one bite. Stop it, Jerry. Uh, we need leave Schreiber to narrate more than just hard knocks. I want him to narrate my life. Uh, also better leave Schreiber role him in scream or as the hard knocks narrator. Drew, what do you think? Who? Oh, you son of a bitch. Scott, better better leave Schreiber <laughs> roll. Hard Knocks narrator and scream. Hard Knocks, because for a second, I had to like match the name with the face, and then I realized, holy shit, that's him doing all these voices? Yes! It's even better than I thought. Like He needs to do the voiceover work for everything. everything. I want him to be at my funeral, like narrating the, my, my funeral. Aiden, better uh, roll. Uh, Lee Schreiber in Scream or Lee Schreiber as the Hard Knocks narrator. Scream came out in '94. Who? Watching Zeke trying to wrap a present for the first time in his life is comedy gold. How the fuck is this dude not wrapped a present in his entire life? Zeke Elliott. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? You can't even wrap a present. Also, then he gave Dakota like a rolling travel bag. What a shitty gift. He was like, yeah, for my birthday, he got me a diamond bracelet. Weird gift to give a dude, bro. Just throwing that out there. Dakota and Zeke, you gave him a diamond bracelet and then Dakota returned the favor with a travel bag. Nah, bro, There, this is a one-sided friendship and you are the asshole in this friendship. Scott, what would you do if your best friend got you a travel bag for your birthday? I don't have shitty best friends, so that would never happen. When I saw them, when I saw him watching a YouTube video on how to wrap a present, I'm like, my the first thing that came to my head was, they still ain't come to play school. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> At one point during the episode, Mike McCarthy, he called the playoffs, quote, the tournament. Guess what, everybody? Dallas doesn't stand a fucking chance. Your coach called it the tournament. You are done. Get ready. You're out. Like, you you will not make the tournament your shit. Uh, Scott, did that make Mike McCarthy more endearing or less endearing to you? Uh, less, which is hard to do because as soon as they hired Mike McCarthy, my first thought was, I don't have to worry about the Cowboys making the playoffs for a while. <laughs> right. Cause they're going to make it. the tournament. 
douchebag. <laughs> we got I a shot. That. We got a shot at this top 64 here in the tournament, <laughs> you son of a bitch. But then he won me back over. Mike McCarthy won me back over because he was talking about the players that he had, and he said that they don't have Charlie fuck around in high school Harry. And I gotta be honest. Those sound like guys I want to party with. I don't know about you guys, but I would love to hang out with Charlie Fuckaround and High School Harry. <laughs> the problem is that Charlie Fuckaround is the best friend of like every NFL player. So Charlie <laughs> Fuckaround has a key to every facility in the NFL, and and he has at least two keys to the facility in Dallas. So yet another reason why they're screwed. <laughs> love it. I got a quick uh, sip, chug, drain pour here. Okay, hit us with it. I, all right, you ready? Uh, and, and and you should go last so you have some time to Google this. But sip, <laughs> chug, drain pour, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Rose McGowan. Ooh, man. That's a tough one. Are, are we talking about when they were popular or right now? No, 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 no. Actually, even better, when they shot Scream. Okay, all right, all right. Hmm. <sighs> I'm going to yeah. drain poor Rose. I'm going to sip Courtney and I'm going to chug Nev. I'm going to okay. go just uh, just flip flop Courtney and Nev there for me. I'm going to I'm going to sip on Nev and I'm going to chug there. Courtney. Like, Rose is out. Aiden, do you have an answer for this one? Not yet. I'm trying my best. All right. I'll, I'll jump in. I'll jump in here. Bailey. a little bit more time. If it's easier, go to Scream right. on IMDb and then just look up the three female leads. Uh, the absolute oh, correct I mean, answer. I'm, I'm, I'm there now. Oh, you're just trying to decide. I got go you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Nev Campbell, I mean, she has got to be your sip. Uh, Courtney, y- you chug her because you don't want to stick around that kind of crazy for too long. Like she's super hot, but she's also super crazy. So, uh, and then Rose McGowan, we're just going to say, well, thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, do you well, agree? Unfortunately, I, I do agree with Drew, which it, it doesn't happen often, but I feel like it's been happening a lot today. Yeah, what the uh, hell, What man? he's got is pretty solid. Can we talk yeah. about, real quick, uh, the fact that Drew Barrymore is on the poster for Scream and was in the movie for like seven minutes and 13 <laughs> seconds? How the fuck did that happen? Drew Barrymore makes the movie poster and dies. Spo- oh, spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody. She dies in the first scene of the movie. Uh, you know, Which is I, funny because <laughs> that movie was recently Why am I going to watch it anymore? <laughs> that movie was recently on TV and it started. And when it started, I was like, holy shit, that's right, Drew Barrymore is in this movie i had completely forgotten about her totally forget about it so honestly i think drew barrymore's uh acting career would have gone a lot better if every single one of her films was scream where she died in the first 10 minutes Every movie. I just picture it now. I picture it now in Fifty First Dates, and Adam Sandler just stabs her in the heart, and he's like, "I guess we don't have to go through the rest of this movie." And then it just ends. I I especially hate that movie. I went with this fucking thing. She was the damn kid, like (laughs) Elliot walking up and shanking his sister. Like you don't need to be here. (laughs) And on with the film. (laughs) <laughs> that'd been great and then my life's a lot better pieces 
and all was well. <laughs> and see. Mookie, I'm sorry we didn't get to Little League World Series stuff. We'll talk about that post show. Is that uh, cool? That's cool? Can we, we do that post show? On that over the next couple of weeks right, here, so we'll... stay tuned for your hot hot picks there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, but real quick before we cut though, I was I want to say I was three for nine on my Mookie bad props in the time that we spent driving through Tennessee. Because I could get on DraftKings there. So <laughs> three for nine, not terrible, not great, but just That's had to really run. terrible. Three for nine. Unless you bet correctly, you lost like a good amount of money going three for nine. Eh. Okay. <laughs> it was all gonna be lost anyways, because like they were like, oh, minimum deposit twenty five bucks. I'm like, great. Well, can you use this literally for the ninety minutes we're driving through your state? So fine, let's just pile it on in. <laughs> Shit. We'll just say Cade Cunningham is already doing great for the Pistons and disappointing like that franchise, you know, expects. All right. Fair enough. Let's talk about these beers we were drinking tonight. Uh, Scott, what did you have in your mug? We let Aiden come up with the scale tonight since this is Aiden's last night. And he said the 2003 Hall of Fame inductees. Scott, what were you drinking and rated on the 2003 Hall of Fame inductee schedule, uh, scale? I was drinking a IPA milkshake. Gotta love where Loveland Ale works. Uh, I'm going to go with the induction of James Worthy from the 2003 mm. NBA uh, Hall of Fame induction. Flirts Ooh. with greatness, once played with MJ, but doesn't ultimately uh, make the name for itself that the other ones do. That sounds like a good one. Uh, Drew, what were you drinking rated on the 2003 Hall of Fame scale? I was drinking a Conceited Genius from Wiseman Brewing, or Wiseman? Wiseman. Wiseman Brewing in Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. Who the fuck? Carolina, whatever. Uh, it was absolutely amazing, though. Very delicious. I started off with the, uh, the uh, what did you call it? The ACDC Induction 03. I am going to actually switch it up, though, and just give a little throwback and say it's actually more of a Pat LaFontaine uh, Scott, you, you know all about Pat's career, but for those who weren't aware, he was a center in the NHL, uh, a true throwback, an old school kind of guy, hockey wise, and just real top notch player. Sounds good. Uh, Aiden, what are you drinking and rated on the 2003 Hall of Fame scale? I was drinking Awake O Sleeper, a breakfast stout from Slow Pour Brewing Company. And I mean, it was good, not amazing, and because of that, I'm going to go with Gary Carter, who was inducted into the MLB Hall of Fame in 2003, but was a sixth ballot Hall of Famer, as in it took him six years for them to actually, you know, say he was Hall of Fame worthy. So, a good, not so great. <laughs> no, that, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so, so that's what I'm going with. All right, sounds good. I was drinking the Gadget uh, from Forefathers Brewing in Indiana, and I would rate this one as George Foster getting elected to the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame in 2003. Uh, he was the fifth member of the Big Red Machine to get elected and a fantastic baseball player and a fantastic choice for the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. Can't believe it took him until 2003 to get in, but he did get in be to, uh, before Ken Griffey Sr., so there's a little factoid for you on that one george foster is how i'm gonna rate this one uh guys this has been a damn fine show uh drew stop with the fatty dumpy ticker i I hit that for a reason (laughs) it wasn't me i hit that for a reason that guy i got rid of that i deleted that and you still still there today no yeah there after you did it hey listen i didn't type it 
Yeah, whatever, man. I, I don't trust okay. you. I don't trust I you at either, all. I would either, but... Listen, Drew, <laughs> I don't trust you. All five fingers point at you, motherfucker. Listen, this was our last week with our intern Aiden on the show. Aiden, it has been an absolute pleasure, my dude. You have been awesome on the show. Uh, the listeners love you, man. So please... Come back and hang out with us again because uh, people are definitely going to miss you once you're gone. Absolutely, man. I enjoyed every second of it. Best internship I could find out there. (laughs) (laughs) Best internship available. Yeah, there weren't many that would accept me, so I appreciate it. Uh, No, I... In all honesty, I had a lot of fun, so I appreciate it, boys. It's bittersweet moment ending yeah man cheers to you best of luck in everything you do look we had one intern join nfl film so who knows man that might be in your future hitting that hitting something big like that uh thank you for everything aiden it's been fucking great you've been awesome on the show uh you've been fantastic with all the stuff you've created on this show aiden but you know you know me man i'll be bitching to you by uh, an hour from now i've uh i've also enjoyed having another notre dame fan on the show uh (laughs) it's been nice to have three notre dame fans Fans and Scott. So that's been awesome, man. So thank you for that. Wish you could have hung out during college football season, but please uh, Seven, keep in touch. days, boys. Oh, can't days. wait. Except we got to except we got to watch it on goddamn Peacock. Oh, son of a bitch. Anyways, if you guys want to follow along with the show, uh, hit us up at Crafty Sports, Twitter and Instagram. Like the show on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Shout out to Belly Up Sports. Uh, awesome stuff coming for Belly Up Sports. We are uh, partnering up with a radio network. Uh, it's going to be Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up Sports. Uh, it, this show is going to be part of it. Be sure to check out bellyupsports.com. Tons of great content. Awesome podcast. Go hit them up, bellyupsports.com. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Aiden. We will see you guys all next week. Cheers, everybody. Should have never gave them niggas money. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings. And choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Orland Park.